This is CliffCentral.com. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brendan the Q, the good things guy. And right next to me is my partner in crime, in the good news crime, Kerry Stein. <laughs> good morning. I made a little rhyme with your surname there. I know. Crime Stein. It's so beautiful, but we don't do crime. And we don't do Stein. It's actually Stain, right? No, it's Stein. I want to do Stain. Can we call you Stain? Uh, just for today. Okay. okay. Kerry Stain. No, it's Stein. I'm kidding. This is terrible. Uh, how's it going, Kerry? Good. Uh, welcome back to the show. Um, we love Tuesdays because we get to hang out with all of you guys in studio and remind you that there's still so many good things in the world and South Africa right now. So inspired, so proudly South African, so much of good news. If it sounds like there's a bit of an echo, um, it's just because we've got new microphones over here. Um, we're testing them out. If it gets a bit loud, it's also because of the new microphones. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's not your, <laughs> it's not your connection. Um, it's just us. I, I feel like I've got the headphones on and it sounds like we're in the bathroom. It does sound like we're in the bathroom and but it's so sensitive. This is also radio. So uh, like we could pretend to be in the bathroom and no one would know. <laughs> With our uh, portable microphones. Portable microphones. Coming to you from the loo. So Kerry and I are coming to you live from Cliff Central's bathrooms today. We're going to be singing in the shower. It's the karaoke show. The karaoke show. Oh, too much jokes here. So we're kidding about that. We're going to bring you all the good news that you should know about today. Kerry and I get to catch up, bring you the only good news chart show in South Africa. And then also Stembiso joins us to chat about Stembiso and Ref. Yes. His name's Refilwe. Refilwe, but we can call him Ref. Because I'm white and I bastardize names. And I don't bastardize African names. I bastardize most all names. names. I mean, Kerry's name is Kerry Stein. Stein. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I can't even say it. Uh, I'm just going to give up. Actually, Stein, Stein like the wine. That's the good stuff for today. I'm going to switch off the radio and it's uh, done. Go home. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so Kerry and I will bring you the only good news chart show in South Africa. And then Stembiso and Ref join us to chat about an app that they're involved in that connects people who love cooking to supply customers. Like Uber for people who love cooking. It's like Uber. That is amazing. Yeah. Since I've been on, on My Kitchen Rules, I've now become the, uh, the Cliff Central head celebrity chef. So mm-hmm. any of the, any of the guests who want to speak about cooking or want to speak about the things that they're doing, um, they're going to come to the good stuff. You know what? Cooking has become such a big thing now. Wasn't it before as well? It though? was, it was, but I think it's taken on a whole new level because I think, um, this day and age, everyone is more health conscious. So this is also true. Yes, they know exactly what's in there. I mean, there are supermarkets now that you can go to and they tell you exactly what your animals have eaten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Meat. Yeah, yeah. It's also if you think about, I mean, years and years and years ago, there you wouldn't have walked into the vegetable aisle and found like cauliflower rice. Exactly. Or These are like yeah, people are more health conscious and, and we tend to play more with our food. Um, you know, it's, it's stuff that you can, it's play. becoming experimental, but it's more, it's healthy. Well, today, for prime example, um, now that I'm the in-house celebrity chef, you, you're the sous chef. I'm the sous chef. You're the sous chef on the show. Uh, one of the head of productions took me aside and was like, Brent, listen. I've changed my diet and, um, I'm trying to be healthier. You know, summer bodies are built in spring. Um, actually it's winter, but 
we have to support them in spring. Well, so, in my case, um, summer bodies. No, there's no summer body here. No, come on, Kira. I ate all the winter. <laughs> <laughs> the whole season. All winter, it was mine. I yeah. ate it, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> um, so, so head, one of the heads of production came to me and said, listen, we are, uh, changing our diets and I want to be healthier and summer's around the corner. So I've given up carbs. What do I substitute instead of carbs? Like what, what do I do to substitute that? Mm. And, and I said to her, I don't believe that carbs are the problem. I'll tell you why. I eat a lot of carbs. I eat potatoes. I have potatoes every day. Starch. I love potatoes. Mm. I love potatoes. It's uh, actually, it's a staple in most people's diets. Correct. Mm. Um, if there's a bit of rice, if you're going to do like, oh, lacquer prawns mm. with some rice. Um, that's I also, love rice. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I think the, or even, yes, couscous is mm-hmm. amazing. It is. Is amazing. Um, and quinoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or risotto. Yes. There's like really good carbs. Yeah. That would, we could consider as carbs. Mm. My problem is not carbs. My problem, and I think it's a, it's a huge challenge day to day, is, um, the amount of refined processed foods we eat. Exactly. I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's the reality, right? Um, bread is not bad. Like if you eat fresh bread and you don't have bread every day, yeah. it's not bad. It's, it, it's good. And a nice piece of fresh bread is out Amazing. of this world. Uh, whether it's a rolicky or like a nice baked loaf, whatever. With butter. Ooh. But <laughs> the problem comes when you're eating processed breads that are manufactured, mass manufactured. True. The amount of flour that goes into a slice of bread is absurd. It it's is. absolutely absurd. And, and as a society, as a global society, bread has become a staple, is a staple. If you think, I, when I was at school, I had bread every day. It's true. And, um, also because it's a, I mean, obviously there are government regulated pricing for it as well because it is a staple. So my, my top trick, if you want to, um, shed a bit of weight and you want to just, you know, get ready for summer, cut out the bread for a bit. Don't eat bread every day. Yeah. You know, in the morning, no toast. Mm-hmm. Skip the toast. Well, if you want to do toast, then do rye. No, 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 free no, 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 no bread. No bread. Have save your bread for like a Saturday or Sunday when okay. you can. When you can, like a treat, like a treat. Okay, nice treat. Um, you don't need to have bread. You can substitute bread with a wrap. Instead of if you if you're feeling like you need a bit of um, starch or carbs yeah, or whatever, energy. potato. Yeah. Pasta. Yeah. There's, there's other options. I just feel that, that we just, the way that society has become and the way that the globe is, bread is your, your go-to. If you go into a, a store to go get lunch quickly, mm. your first go-to is like a sandwich. Take the salad. Yeah, you're quite right. Just like the, for, for a little bit. And I promise you, um, you'll shed a couple of kilos quite quickly. And stores are becoming more convenient in that sense as well. So they are, there's more variety. No, one million percent. So that's, that's my piece of advice. Um, I'll just put a, a sort of terms and conditions here. I'm not Tim Noakes or any other dietitian. I've never studied any of that. It's just what works for my body. Yeah. And it might be different for different mm. people, but I, if I want to shed a few pounds, I'll just stop the bread for a, a couple of weeks and it literally, not, not even a couple of weeks. When I say a couple of weeks, two weeks and I lose a K or two. Bread and sugar. There's a lot of sugar in bread. So I don't eat sugar. Yeah. I gave up sugar. Coca-Cola. Yeah. Don't even want to talk about it. No, drink a Coke Zero. 
instead. And some people might be hating on me now going, no, well, aspartamine and blah, blah, blah. Here's the point. Cut out the sugar. Okay, go with Coke Stevia. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. that new one, right? Yeah, Coke Life, the yeah. green one. Yeah. It's quite yummy, actually. I haven't tasted it. I like him. I like him. Anyway, um, we've completely gone off on a tangent but for 10 okay. minutes. Uh, if you want to get involved with the conversation, you can tweet us, cliffcentral.com, Brendan Degu, Kerry Stein, like mm. the wine, or go. any of our uh, other Twitter handles. We're going to have guests in here a little bit. Uh, when they drop those handles, you can tweet them, or you can send us a message via our official WeChat accounts, or give us a call on 0861-555-189. You can also WhatsApp us. What's the number, Kerry? 079-748-2090. So that, that little, if you, if you heard, uh, if you were listening through headphones, you might have heard that her voice sort of did this a little bit, that you couldn't really hear what she was saying. It's because she had to stretch her neck over to actually see the number. Because you know I'm clever. You told me last week that you were going to take all the numbers away. And now you've you've hidden a number somewhere. Yeah, you do listen. It's very funny. <laughs> so I, I went in and I was like, I'm going to find it. Yeah, man. This I is, say it's there. You know, she's clever. This is the good stuff. Um, so every week we do a little bit of a catch up where we talk about what's relevant, uh, what's happening. And I think the biggest thing that's happened in the country over the past week is these hectic, crazy storms. Definitely. Should like I've seen a couple of people tweeting going, ah, global warming and Mother Nature's angry. But that's a bit extreme. It is. That escalated quickly. Oh well. End of the world. I just feel I feel like maybe I maybe I didn't realise the weather was so bad because I was so young, Mm. like younger. But I don't remember ever like facing hailstorms where you have to park your car under a no. bridge to to avoid them. These are natural disasters. As I mean, they are. They're natural disasters like we've never experienced them. Well, cr- Cradlestone Mall and the Rotopoets area, there are there are parts of the Rotopoets area that have been classified as a disaster area. And because of the, a tornado, really, a tornado. Was it really a tornado? Yes, there's footage of it. Of the actual tornado. Have we ever had a tornado no. in, in Joburg, Gauteng, South Africa little ever? Little ones, little, little freak ones, but not like that. You actually see the connection. You see the, um, you see the actual clouds and the tornado from ground to sky. It's very scary. So I've seen the movie Twister. It's I, like that. I liked that when I was younger. I love Twister. Well, that's exactly what happened in the West End. Do we, do, do I need to build a shelter? <laughs> a bunker. Like a, a under your house. A bunker and you fill it with um an attic. No, you you don't want to go in an attic, that's up. Up, I mean you want to go bunker. down. What do you call those? A bunker. A cellar. A, se- a, a cellar. Yeah. So, a, no, it is. It's a, no. a cellar. Okay. It's a cellar. cellar. So I'm gonna build to do I have to build a bunker and fill it with bully beef. Oh. Don't you remember the time we actually went through that? Where everyone was like, oh my word, this whole thing is going to... That was called Y2K. That was... Yes. <laughs> if we go back in 1999, for all the millennials who are like, what is 1999? What is Y2K? Yeah. I don't understand. So in 1999, the year of... It actually started in about 98, True. I would think. Yes. So in... Getting us re- ready. Getting us ready. The whole of 1998 and 1999, um, people were sort of... 
speculating it's that the end of the world as we know it. Did I not tell you that we're in the bathroom at Cliff Central and we're going to do some <laughs> shower singing? People were speculating that it was going to end. Yeah. And the reasoning behind it, I mean, there's, there's, there, there, there has been many times in our lives that this has happened and there will be many times in our lives that it'll, that'll come again. Mm. But in this instance, it was because the clocks, the computers, our wristwatches, the calendars, everything had to shift from 1999 to 2000. Mm-hmm. And the belief was it was called Y2K. I don't even know what that stands for. 2000, obviously, but not Y. Year 2000, maybe. Um, Y2K and, and the belief was around this, that the computers would not be able to turn over from 1999 to 2000. Well, anything for that matter. Anything. Mm. I don't know. I don't know why that was a thing. Like it had worked perfectly from 90, 1989 <laughs> to 1990. Like everything ticked over fine. But this big 2000 was a big thing, mm. a big mission. Like, oh, it's a little bit crazy. So the, the banks, um, the, the finance people, the, the DSTV, everybody was like, we need to hire very clever IT technology guys, the IT department specialist people, and they need to fix our computers so that they'll be able to tick <laughs> over. And they need to make sure that, that it is able to tick over. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a um, genius on this and I'm, I'm just going from memory here. Mm. Memory granted in 1999, I was 14. Yeah, no, so, we weren't. We were 15. Well, t- close. Yeah. I'm a year younger. I know, but still. So 14. Um, and, and trying to work with that, you know, all the, all the stuff was happening. And then people were buying bully beef and I know. water <laughs> and tin food. And tin food. Cause like, like they were worried that the shops would not be able to get to 2000 which means that you wouldn't be able to buy stuff and you wouldn't be able to draw money from the bank it's like people were everybody was drawing their money buying stock food and oh no it was terrible yeah my brother actually worked in in one of the big banks and his job was to sort out the computers like that's Mm. what his job was i i don't I don't know if they actually needed him there. Like he's a great guy and he does a great job. But <laughs> My I brother think is a great guy. He's a great guy. But I think that the, the purpose of it was not real. So mm. like they created a job for all these people. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Text me, tweet me, let me know. Um, I can recall when the clock was striking midnight on New Year's and we were going to the year 2000. Uh, I was down in Cape Town. I was working. Um, were you working? Yeah. Where were you working? Monte Casino. What were you doing? I was a waitress. Like for the whole of Monte Casino? Um, for Maestro M&A. So I was working we, and Monte Casino. Where is just, that? Monte Casino. No, they've closed just, down. There's no, no Maestro. It, it is still there, but it's Where is it? something else now. It's next to Scoobs. I'm mean, not Scoobs. It is. I'm not Scoobs. It's a cross. It's a cross from. No, the bookstore. Scoobs. Scoobs is the bookstore. No, Scoobs is that, uh, oh, Sins. Yeah, Scoobs. Scoobs is the bookstore. Bookstore. Sins is that other one. Yes. So now that we've promoted every shop in Monty, um, <laughs> you worked across from there and you were, you were working on New Year's Eve. Monty Casino was packed because that's the year that they opened. But that's cuck for New Year's Eve to be working. I know people have amazing. to do it. Was it, it was a big amazing. jaw? Yeah, it was. Because you were right there in the middle of everything that was happening. And Did everyone you, were you was... worried that the world was going to end? No. 
You weren't? No. You weren't, you weren't worried that like Monte Cassino, the lights were going to go off not because the but clocks could not I mean, tick there over. There was that anticipation and waiting for it. That, you know, if I was a little bit older and a little bit more aware, I'm sure it was the biggest party because everybody was like, the it lights didn't go off. Yeah, we made it. We're we alive. survived. <laughs> no, man. I was down in Cape Town with my dad and him and all of his friends. They didn't really care about this clock no. ticking over or whatever. And we were all, um, we went down to sort of the beach area mm. to go and drink champagne, uh, grape tizer, um, and celebrate a new year. Yeah. It was yeah. normal for me. I didn't feel any different. I don't know how we got into this conversation, but oh, about building the, yes. So we Eating need to build, we need to build our own bunkers now from tornadoes. Yes. From tornadoes. Tornadoes. 17 years after the year 2000 ticked over. Tornadoes. And now we're worried and about now tornadoes. And tornadoes and monsoons. Are you joking? Well, it's uh, floods. Yeah. Snow. Yep. At the same time. In one country. Where our country is not that big. No. It's not a big country. Mm-mm. But in one country, we've got flooding, mm-hmm. snow, yes. heat waves, and drought. And hail. And, and hail. Hail the size of tennis balls. I've never, never. <laughs> I've never, my, my insurance company sent me, uh, an SMS for when these big storms are coming. And it says, um, find shelter for you and your vehicle yeah. and unplug all your things at home. Is- because it, not only do we have hail the size of tennis balls, but we also have lightning. lightning. Like Joburg has got hectic lightning. And some people passed away this, uh, last week from, the fl- from the, the storms. From lightning. They got struck by lightning. Well, I'm, I'm really, our hearts go out it to is, anybody that terrible. was affected by this. Um, we don't, we, we're talking about the bunkers and we're being funny, but we don't take it lightly. It's, it's a serious thing and, and we hope, um, I know there's a lot of different companies that are putting things together to, to give people relief from all of these is it, it disasters? Were, yes, they were, I mean, they were classified as disasters and I know a lot of people came together last week, um, when all of that stuff was happening in the West Rand and they, I mean, I know of some people that fed 94 people that evening. They actually cooked the entire day, fed 94 people. And, um, it was amazing how the communities came together just to support one another. Can't remember who it was. Ah, it was, was it Fred Astaire? I feel like I'm, I'm going way back here. But I'll find out who this is and I'll tweet it. Um, he said that in times, and I'm gonna I'm gonna completely bastardize his quote. But he said, in times of tragedy, don't focus on the sadness. Look for the helpers. There's always people helping. The helpers will always be there. In times of tragedy, they will be there and they will be helping those in need. I love that. And I think that's. Through these times of crisis and through the sadness and through all of these stories that we're seeing uh, on our news and, and sort of online, we need to remember that there will always be helpers. Yes. And those helpers we need to be thankful for. And and with that said, we're going to move into our top five trending good news stories of the week. We do it every week. Uh, we bring you what we feel is um, stuff that you should be speaking about. And it's stuff that um, we can celebrate during these times i mean every day there's something different mm. and uh and kerry's gonna start us off with number five where's my music print uh I'm there's still, no music in the bathroom there, so since we're in the bathroom <laughs> at cliff central today we're gonna go with this um there's no plugs so no. i couldn't bring my laptop so i couldn't plug anything in it's just That's you and okay. me okay will you would you will you sing um no. okay <laughs> 
At number five, we have... That must be well annoying if you're listening to me in the background. I'm sorry about that. Mom, I'm sorry. Kerry, go. Sorry, Mom. Top five and number five. Incredible aerial footage of two whales mating off the coast of Cape Town. Um, Timbukutu Travel have captured this incredible... What are they called? Timbukutu. I just want you to say that again to hear if you're going to bastardize it. Tim... Wow. <laughs> Timbukutu. Timbukutu. How do you say it? Timkuti. Timkutu. Timkutu. That's it. Timkutu. Yes. Timbukutu. Timbukutu. It's Timbukutu Travel. Timbukutu Travel have captured this incredible aerial footage of two whales mating off the coast of Cape Town. Yeah, man. It's really crazy because um, I, I guess... You I don't, don't see that. No, but you don't. But I, in in the back of my mind, I'm trying to understand what they were doing during that time. Like, were they sitting on their deck enjoying a glass of wine while looking at the sea? And, the, and then they went, oh, that looks like two whales mating. Quick, get the drone. Send, like, what do you think happened? No, you know what? When um, And, I mean, I've got a lot of friends and you also have this technology, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I know people that walk on the beach... And while they're walking, the drone is traveling behind them in the sky, yeah, it's cool. taking aerial footage. So you could be on your patio or. But on I've, the I just, beach. I, in my mind, I imagine that they were there, like having a cup of tea, if it was in the morning, or oh, it's Cape Town. They could have been having a glass of wine at ten. People do that. But um, they were sort of sitting there on their patio, and then someone went, "Hey, hey there's whales mating. <laughs> Quick!" Or it could have just been pure fluke South African style that the drone was up in the sky. Yeah, they, they were like, la, 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 ah! Whales. Look at the whales. They, they're super close to the shore, um, which from what I understand is not normal for, for whales to be mating so close to the, the shore. Uh, whale sightings are, are pretty big this time of year. I mean, there's the whales come down here in June and they stay till about November and, and it is mating season. So tick the box, tick the box, tick the box. But because it's so close to the shore, it's a bit different. And, um, it's really cool to get that on camera. Like National Geographic pay people to get stuff like that on camera. And these people were just flying a drone and they got this on camera and it's pretty amazing footage. I must say so myself. I think it's amazing. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, we're gonna Don't po- you love technology? We love technology. Hashtag, we're going to post that online so that you can see it. Um, Kerry, without the music and the background, what do we have at number four? Okay, so um, this is Cape Town Haikigo's viral. Again, I wish there were cameras in this bathroom because um, Kerry just looked at me and she was like, what? What's a haiki? Uh It's a hole. No, well, yes, actually. <laughs> But in this sense, so in Afrikaans, a haiki would be a hole. But um, it's a I'm, – I'm also – I'm making this up now. But it's a word that's been derived from the god, the taxi god. So yes. it's, a, it's a garki, a haiki, yeah, a, a garki. Uh, I can't yeah. say it. But um, basically, we don't have them in Joburg. Uh, in Cape Town, they've got an employee on the taxi. So you have the driver. And then this Cape Town um, door guard yes. is there at the main door in the taxi. And he sort of lets people know where the taxi is going, gives them the indication of where the taxi is going. And he uh, also collects the money for the taxi driver. And he's, you know, he's quite festive. So he screams. He's like, going to CBD. Like, he's, he's quite festive. He's like the PA. 
And when they when they drive, the system and the actual uh, yeah function. When, when they drive on the roads, the doors are open, and these guys are like hanging half hanging out. in and out, screaming at people. Come on, get on, we're going. So it's quite like crazy. And this guy's gone viral because they got stuck in traffic. He jumped out of his car, and he was doing like a little dance. Oh yeah, in the middle of the traffic. In the middle of the traffic. Entertaining the uh, passengers and the rest of the traffic. Yeah. And then he didn't do it once. He was caught for like two weeks. <laughs> it, th- there's like 30 videos of this guy just all around town. I think that's amazing though, because if you compare taxi drivers in Cape Town and taxi drivers in Joburg, um, yeah, I think it would add a little bit of, uh, a little bit more smiles in Joburg if we had something like that in the traffic. Yeah, you know, traffic is not nice for no. anyone. Being stuck in traffic is not fun. And, uh, I always say, if you're in traffic, you need to remember that you're not stuck in traffic. You are the traffic. Exactly. You're part of the traffic. We were actually talking about this the other day. Podcast, podcast in the traffic. Should we do a podcast in the traffic? We should do a podcast in the traffic, but I think more people should listen to podcasts in the traffic. Ah, it's a good time, actually. I listen to, I've got my playlists that I set up um, to catch up on all the podcasts that I want to listen to. And and the time that I listen to them is in the car. Exactly. It's in the car. I plug my phone in. My phone's got this um, new awesome setting um, for when I'm driving. Yeah. So you can't touch your phone at all because it doesn't work. Mm. It connects to the Bluetooth in my car. And as soon as it connects to the Bluetooth, I can push play on my system to play the podcast. But I can't do anything else with the phone. I can phone someone, but I can't, I can't do it from the phone. I have to do it from the steering wheel. Um, and that's really cool because then I just don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting on Facebook or on Twitter or messaging. I'm actually, you really shouldn't be doing I'm focusing on the road, but a lot of next time, if you're listening to this while driving, look around. Just look around. Mm. Everybody's, Everybody's on their down. phones. Everyone's looking down. It's so scary. I know. <laughs> it's so scary. Um, so I don't do that any longer. And if someone texts me while I'm driving, it sends them a message going, hey, I don't text while driving. Um, thank you for contacting me. Um, I'll get back to you as soon as I get to where I'm going. Uh, this notification won't even come through until I've stopped. What? It's a new iPhone software. Really? It's, it's do not disturb while driving. Oh, I need to upgrade. That's very cool. So I focus on my podcasts, sort of get to where I need to go, and and I get there safely. And it's uh, it's cool. I think it's cool. That's really awesome. Anyway, completely off point. We're going to put that story up online so that you can see what we're talking about with the Cape Town Haiki. Haiki. Uh, what do we have at number three? Dove, it's not enough to boycott the company. We need to educate. Sure. What a week for the soap company. Dove is facing heat for a body wash ad showing a black woman taking off her shirt to reveal a white woman, with many social media users calling it racist. It's tough. So here's here's why I think it's wrong. Because it takes 40 people, 20 people, 30 people, choose the number, to sign an actual creative campaign off. It's not one person. Mm. There are so many people involved in the process. And there's people that are from the agency and from Dove and from all sorts of things. They they let this slip. And why this is big is because it's not South African. So as much as South Africans are weighing in on the conversation, it's from America. And Americans got upset. Americans got upset. 
gone all over the place. And and then the globe got upset. And then there's some people who are going, it's not wrong. And there's some people going, it's not right. And and I can't weigh in on the conversation because I'm not a person of color and I'm not a woman. So I don't have an opinion. Actually, I can't. I think it's wrong. I do think it's wrong. But my opinion doesn't matter. And someone that taught me that is a is a freelance journalist from Cape Town, Shelley Finch. Um, Shelly, I mean, I was watching her all over South Africa's uh, social media, mm. just going, if you're not a woman of color and you're trying to tell someone else how to feel, then you're in the wrong. Exactly. You can't tell someone they can't be upset by something like this for, because why? Because you're a white man. That doesn't work. It I doesn't think, work. I think, it, you know what? Everyone's had their opinions on this whole situation. And earlier we um, were told that. We should actually be, be boycotting Dove because they test their stuff on animals. So, I, I mean, we need to research that. I'm, I, we're putting it out there. Um, there there's, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of reasons to, to be upset with advertising. Um, there was a woman who went on a rant as well about the fact that we should be upset, not because it's color, but because they, they only use pretty people on their posters or whatever. So advertising is advertising. It's, yeah. it's, it has been around for years and it will be around for years and they'll continue doing what they're doing. I think what's, what's important here, there's a lot of people that are boycotting the product. So like they're tweeting pictures of them pouring their dove down the drain or throwing it in the bin. I don't buy dove. This is not this, this campaign and this talk that we're doing right now is not sponsored by dove. The reality is, um, it's not enough to boycott a product. We need to educate ourselves, each other, and even them. Mm. We need to be speaking about why things upset us. And if it's upset you, then speak about it. Because, you know, you are, you have that right to have an opinion. And, and if it's wrong, and you believe it's wrong, then it is wrong. Because that's your belief and that's your opinion. And, and I, as a, as a white guy, I might not have, um, I don't have the authority to tell someone else how to feel. Yeah. But for my opinion and the way that I see that, it was wrong. It is wrong. They didn't get to, they didn't, you know, they, they didn't do it right. But, um, it's the same with all advertising. Just stay away from politics, stay away from religion, stay away from race. So there was an interesting, interesting thing brought up that, um, perhaps. Back to the basics. But there's an interesting thing that they brought, that some people have brought up going, this was planned. This was planned. This gives Dove talkability. It makes them relevant. Yeah. It makes people go, ah, it's so wrong, it's so wrong, it's so wrong. And then what's going to happen next? They're going to hit back with a secondary ad where they make everything better. Yeah. So you, you don't know. We sometimes, could we could be being played. Sometimes advertising can be so fickle. How how aggressive, how angry, how terrible. Um we're going to move on from that because we're trying to find the good news here. The good news is to educate each other and ourselves and to talk about our problems so that we can deal with them. And we um, all bleed the same. We do. Yes. That was cliche as hell, but we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We're going to put that story up online. What do we have in number two? War on plastic. South African supermarkets are ditching the bags. They're ditching the bags. This week, Hilton Quarry, 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 yes, Super uh, Super Spa joined another other supermarkets against the plastic bag fight and confirmed it had ditched plastic in favor of other options. How cool! I think it's amazing. So I I had to walk. I mean, I didn't have to. I did it as part of a thing that I was doing. But we walked twenty five kilometers of beach. Yes. Two weeks ago. And we cleaned up 25 kilometers of beach. 
The beach didn't have people on it. It wasn't a very visited beach. That is far. It's the stuff that washed up on the beach. In the first 10 kilometers, we'd already collected 100 kilograms of plastic and waste. <gasps> that is disgusting. It was stuff that had been washed up, Kerry. It's not, not people sitting there leaving. It, I mean, some of the plastic bottles that we picked up could have come from England or Mexico or China. It's in the sea. Like the yeah. sea is all connected. It's not, it's not people sitting on Camps Bay. Um, it could have been as well. But the point is that plastic is cuck. And it lands up everywhere. And, and generally, if it's going into our oceans, it's killing our, our marine life. Yes. Birds, uh, dolphins, those whales that we're mating. It, it's a problem. It's a huge problem. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we'll be able to deal with it. Education. It's very, very sad. And I was actually watching a video the other day of these environmentalists that were pulling out a plastic bag out of a, a turtle. A sea mm, turtle. Mm, mm, and it took mm. them forever. I and I thought don't get myself, into detail. You're going to make like, me cry. No, it's terrible. And and this whole thing with plastic bags, um, I buy plastic bags. Okay, so when I go shopping, I buy plastic bags. But there are organizations that collect plastic bags and they make stuff out of them. So you know for homeless? Yes. They make um, their sleeping mats out of the plastic bags. I've seen that. So, I mean, in that sense, yes, but then we need to educate so, the end user on what to do with those things as so well. So, Kerry, Ke yeah, I'm going to throw this at you. That's fine. Throw me. Throw me with things. That plastic <laughs> lands up somewhere I eventually. Know. Ed, that's what I'm saying. So, imagine if the homeless beds were yes. made out of material bags that you were sick, that you were tired of using because you wanted a new material bag. That would be a lot better. If you go to the shop... Our, our consumer buyer behavior has changed. Yes, it has. Um, my parents used to go to the shop once a month. Mm -hmm. They would go to their big grocery store. Yes. And they would fill up a trolley mm -hmm. with all the things that we needed in the house. And we would live off that yep. for the month. Yeah. Same as us. We don't do that anymore. Now yeah. people go to the shop daily, weekly, whatever you feel. Yeah. But if you keep, it's I'm going to say, four material bags in your car. Four. Which I have as well. Material bags cost you 12 rand, 12 to 15 rand a pop. Mm. You keep four of those. Let's say 15 rand. Yeah. 60 bucks for those material bags. Yeah. They will last you forever. I know. And you'll actually save in the long run because you won't be buying these damn plastic bags. Every time you go shopping. Every time you go shopping. And, and you'll be saving the environment and you'll be supporting environmentally friendly causes and you'll be making a difference just by changing one behavior that you have. It's really that easy. And if the shops, and it's not if, the shops are doing it. So you either change your habits now or you're going to be left behind, actually, and you're going to be you're going to be that guy standing at the counter going, "I've just one plastic bag, man." Uh, it's true. When everybody's moved on to either paper bags or material. But there's actually a country that it's illegal. Good. It's illegal to have. Plastic Good. I'm not. I'm not bags. against plastic. I think plastic has got a place in yes, uh, in the really world. Does, like our, our, my Tupperware. Yes. Tupperware. I love. I can use it. I can store food. I can take my lunch to work. There's things that I can do. Mm. But when it comes to plastic bags, no man. No, There's better ways. Yes, you're quite right. And straws. So we're going to put that story up online because it's also got stats. That story's got stats about why it's a problem. Um, I don't want to read them to you. I want you to read them. I want you to read them to your kids. I want you to talk about it. We're moving on to the next uh, next story, which is our number one. Yes. 
Hero caught on camera risking his life to save an elderly woman during the Durban storm. Look for the helpers. He has a helper. Nicole Alicia was sitting in her car waiting out the flood when she noticed a man walking through the flooded street to help an elderly lady from her car. So the car, the car was literally like half it's, sinking, uh, half floating. It's literally it's knows bad. it's going down. Like that car is literally there's that car would have been flooded in. Yeah in a very short space of time. And also when we had the last floods, they were actually trying to educate people on how to get out of your vehicle because it's more dangerous to be in it yep. than outside. Completely. So uh, but but before we get to that, I'm going to give another tip. I'm full of tips today. Do it. So interesting fact, your, when you're driving, your driver's seat has got mm. a headrest behind mm. you. Mm. That headrest. Yes. That headrest is made, so if you're ever stuck in a car, guys, if you're ever in this situation where it's flooding, you've driven into a river, something's not going right, you're panicked, you're scared, you don't know what to do, your headrest can clip out, and that headrest has got two pointed bits that if you hit your window, it will break it from the inside. Really? That is amazing. Cars are made like that. That's a safety feature. I didn't know that. Now you do. Thank you. Now you do. But this elderly woman didn't. Yes. And this guy, this gent, this good Samaritan, this hero, jumped out of his car, swam to her, broke the window, got her out, got her to safety, and the whole thing was caught on a quick flash of a camera yeah. phone, and they didn't know who he was. No one knew who he was. No. So Good Things Guy uh, featured the story. We um, broke the story, and because of it, uh, we connected with the elderly woman's son who lives in Joburg and her son then shared the story. It got shared tens of thousands of times and we actually found the hero. We found the hero. How absolutely phenomenal. I think I'm going to get a little bit emotional now. Actually. Don't get emotional. Don't be emotional. There's no reason to be emotional. But it's amazing. It's exciting. It's an exciting story. What? We're going to put that story up online. Um, that guy actually got rewarded from Super Spa, from Spa. Uh, they sent him a nice little package. And the gent's um, son, no? How do we go? The elderly lady's son yes. also um, gave him a reward, which is phenomenal. We're going to put all of those stories up online and the follow-up stories so that you can catch up with them and find the good news. Um, when we get back, we're going to be speaking to the gent who created... An app for cooking and to match people for the love of cooking. Really? How exciting. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. Let me start you just when I call action, be looking this way, and then you can go.
I'm never gonna let you close to me Even though you mean the most to me Cause every time I open up it hurts So I'm never gonna get too close to you Even when I mean the most to you In case you go and leave me in the dirt But every time you hurt me Welcome back to The Good Stuff. Uh, hanging out with you today. It's a good Tuesday. It's a good day. Um, we've got Stimbiso and... I'm going to just say Ref. Ref. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ref. It's okay. <laughs> we've got Stimbiso and, and Stimbiso's fan, if I say it like that. Yeah. Stimbiso and Ref join us uh, in studio to chat about an app that they're involved in that connects people who love cooking... To supply customers. It's like an Uber for people who love cooking. That's what I'm going to call it, an Uber for people who love cooking. Welcome to The Good Stuff, guys. Um, it's good to have you here. Tell me a little bit more about the app. What is it? Um, well, um, well, firstly, it's called Gaulas, right? And, it's called? Um, Gaulas. Okay. So, which means uh, food. Yeah, yeah, it translates to food in um, local slang. It's a, it's a local term. It's local vernac. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And um, it's a private chef in your pocket. So basically, yeah. And um, I, li- I like that. A private, <laughs> a private chef in your pocket. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and um, the aim is to bring you good food. You know, when you're tired of the usual, you know, you're tired of, you don't want a burger or you mac and cheese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want a bit more. Uh, that's what we're trying to bring you. We're trying to bring you good quality food. And that's actually, we, I mean, we started off the show by talking about how, um, society has changed, that they're starting to care about what they eat. Exactly. We're yeah, starting yeah, to yeah. care about what we put into our bodies. And this app would match you to a chef in your pockets. And I think yeah. also culturally, we're also, we're starting to, yeah. like, I don't know, we're starting experience to experience other cultures. Experience yeah. other cultures more. Yeah. And I think that's amazing because this sounds like it could be the, it is a gateway to get the there. Gateway it's the gateway food. drug to good food. Yeah, and yeah. also, um, it allows for chefs to basically just write down their recipes and submit them. And then we take those recipes and, um, train chefs, um, so they can. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's back up a little bit. Whose, whose idea was this? Um, it was Stembiso's. Stembiso, it was your idea? Yeah. Are you, were you involved with cooking before? Where does your love for food come? Are you just a foodie? You're a foodie? You know what the crazy thing is? I, I cannot cook to save my life. <laughs> but I, I and sort that's of believe. Why. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like I, I need this app more than anyone in the whole world. True. Right. And, um, it's, it's, it's something that I, I felt that it's really needed. Cause at some point I remember going through a whole month. And I didn't even cook once, you know. And um, I, it would really make such instant a noodles. Who exactly? <laughs> yeah. noodles. So me. Um, so you're not great at cooking. Are you good at app development? No, I'm the one. Ah, so that's why I reckon. Yeah, he's the app developer. So you had the idea. You contacted him. Yeah. You guys built the app together. And yeah. is the app live right now? So this is this is startup phase. We yeah. we're in the startup phase. You guys have got this great idea. Yeah. It's going out on radio. So I hope you've uh, yeah. you've signed something so that it, it, no one else can steal it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, where are you guys from? Uh, well, I'm from Springs, and Ref is from Timbisa. Yeah. Okay. And we met in uh, Marvel, UJ. 
on the first year, 2015. I was wondering if you met in Melville bars or in <laughs> Melville's So, so what did you study? Uh, I'm doing psychology, even right now. We're still students. You're still yeah. students? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. <laughs> so we, we said often on the show that, uh, that it's the youth of yeah. South Africa that are going to make a difference. Yeah. And sitting across from me right now, I can see that. How old are you, Stimbiso? 21. You're 21 and you're, you've got this idea to create this app. Um, this is an inspirational story because you guys, you're a startup. You're, and I'm is, like, I'm feeling this passion and yeah. ambition and it's fresh and I'm like, it's giving me inspiration. <laughs> That's really phenomenal. Uh, you know what we've, we sort of realized. I personally believe that, um, regulation is, is, is the enemy of innovation. And so a lot of the time, you know, young people, we, we were against regulation and that's how innovation comes about. You know what I mean? It is because and that's a, yeah, it's a millennial thing. You're, it is. A, it's a complete millennial thing. And it's you, you, you're not in a box. Yeah. So you have the power to be whatever you want to be. You have the power to create change. You have the power to come up with an idea. And more importantly, you have the power to action it. Um, how did you get into coding and learning how to app? To, to do apps and to, I mean, I, I'm all about apps. I, down, I, I download apps like Basically. all the time, but I've never even thought about developing one. Yeah. Basically, you know, in metric, you really just go to school. You don't really know what you're going to do with your life afterwards. So I just went to UJ. I applied for computer science and I got accepted. I went there and then I pushed. That's when I developed passion. I didn't really have passion before. And then during that path, I somehow developed um, passion for entrepreneurship. And then that's how we actually um, started to push. Because we've been attending a lot of, a lot of events, um, um, Startup Grind, for example, entrepreneurial events. That's where we actually met um, Gareth Cliff. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Gareth, uh, he put us together and he said, that you have to be on the show. We have that to talk about this. amazing. So then in terms of, okay, it's not, obviously it's not cheap yeah. to start, I mean, to have a startup or to start something technology-based yeah. because that in itself is, are you guys, do you have funding? Do you have investors? Are you um, looking for that? I think the, the, the crazy thing is um, when you want to learn something, right, um, a lot of the time you you learn what you want to learn, right? Yeah. And um, when we started, that was the, the first problem. And we realized that so many entrepreneurs come across that problem. And so I remember watching a, a, a seminar, I think, or I think it must have been Startup Grind, a TechCrunch interview or something. And then they were talking exactly about that, about how funding stops entrepreneurs from getting what Definitely, they want. Definitely, yes. And so... Um, I started researching so much on this topic and I came across someone called um, Peter Sage by the name of Peter yes, Sage. Yes, Peter yeah. Sage. Yeah. You, you know him? Yes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and um, he said something pretty, that, that kind of changed my view on the whole topic altogether. He said that there's never such a thing as a lack of resources, just a lack of resourcefulness. And I love wow. that. You're, for, you're, you're like an Oprah for the I millennials. You're, you're, you're full of these little quotes. Like After the show, we've got to make memes with everything that you've said. Crazy, but um, it, it it changed my whole perception on the whole um, funding thing. And it every time now we come across a problem where 
we need funding. Um, I always just try to look at it in a overcome it. Yeah, and we've actually managed to get so far just with that. With, that. with the two of you and yeah. what you yeah. have. So the, 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 right the, the question is, how far are you? Right. So we've yeah. come up with the idea. Yeah. We've started the the implementation of building an app. Yeah, we have a prototype. You have a prototype. Yeah. Um, where, what what's next? What, what what's the next step? Uh, right now we're looking for chefs. Actually, we're looking for we're looking for what we call Gala's ground chefs, right? And uh, these are the people that are going to be bringing the food to the customers, right? These are going to be the Uber drivers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got it. Got it. <laughs> exactly. So, so if I I mean if we take a step back, I want to understand. Um, I'm a I'm sitting on my couch. Yeah. It's seven o'clock at night. Yeah. I log onto the app. Uh, there's a couple of menus that I can scroll through, or so do I look? Do I look at chefs? On the first step, um, you basically um, there's different thing. What do you call? Okay, uh, okay, just explain. <laughs> <laughs> just going. Um, okay, so as you log on to the app, right, and um, the first thing that would come onto your screen is a is a. The, the app would ask you what you love to eat, yeah, what type of yeah. food you love. Um, do you like, would you like something spicy, sweet, something sweet, chili, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And then, um, after that, um, a menu would be generated according to what you like. Ah. So it wouldn't show you all the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like why? specific. Like, what are you exactly. in the mood for? Well, I want something spicy something meaty yeah. and i'd like it to be yeah. italian okay. and then all of a sudden uh, this menu would come up that would go uh, uh fillet uh, chili yeah. pesto pasta yeah, yeah exactly. guys this is yeah. genius i'm sorry okay but, but so now i've got now i've got the food and now i'm hungry my, my okay. stomach's rumbling yeah. and, and i know what what i should have because that's what how do i get it okay so what happens is you you place your order right and um as you're placing your order firstly uh we, we want to make it as convenient as possible. So you place your order and you, let's say you're chilling with your friends or something. Uh, you'd have the option of splitting it, splitting the bill. With it's like an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then um, the order would be sent to um, a Gaula's ground chef, like we said, um, a trained um, individual who can, you know, prepare your food. And then... Um, that person would then receive the order, fill the order from the kitchen. And um, we've got regulation procedures to make sure that the food is good quality. And um, it, we, I don't know if we should like talk about it yet. Cause, you don't, know, don't, don't. If, it, if it's not meant to be talked about, it, don't talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it. But in my mind, the way you're explaining it. So, I mean, Kerry's worked in, in restaurants. I've worked in restaurants. It's, it's almost like you're in a restaurant. Because when you're in a restaurant, you order... And then the waiter puts through the order yeah. and then the slip goes to the chef exactly. and then the food comes out and the waiter will bring the yeah. food to you. So do you have a waiter in the middle? Is there someone who's going to drive the food from the chef to? Uh, so basically the, wait, the, the chefs are going to have apartments are going to be people who stay in um, different apartments, right? So let's just say you're ordering food. After ordering within the same complex, you're going to get a chef just like Uber. Yes. Yeah, you're going to get a chef. And then that chef basically has a car it will be one of the requirements for now yeah and then they'll need to deliver that food as well that's incredible yeah. that's incredible at, at the moment we're, we're trying to launch in in you know apartment complexes to make things yeah. as convenient yeah. and as simple as possible because the most important thing is just to make sure that the the complete experience is just phenomenal yeah it's a it's a good flow and exactly, it's also yeah. like it's homey yeah, it's that's, homely that's exactly because it's like want, yeah. exactly. I mean, you you could be receiving something that tastes like what your grandmother used to cook. 
Like, it's amazing. You're getting home-cooked but restaurant-quality food. I think it's amazing. What I love, um, I mean, we spoke about being innovative, and you guys definitely are. Uh, Entrepreneurial, you definitely are. Um, But the fact that you are actioning something Mm. and that you're creating, you're creating that, you've gone, let's do something, and you're actually doing it. There's no, you're not leaving it for someone else to do. Or, you know, here's an idea. Oh, great idea. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Never do anything. You guys are doing something. And that's, that's what this country needs more of. It needs more people that are willing to get up and do something. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Can't believe you're 21. Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> With the whole getting up and doing things, I think it's just, that's just the number one problem of so many people. I mean, we, I, I really believe that everyone has just amazing ideas and that the only problem is just that we don't really make them come true. You know what I mean? And honestly, Ref is the one that always pushes me to make them make ideas. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I'm the guy that thinks about things like six times. And by the fifth time, I'm already like doubtful. You know what I mean? And he's, he's, nah, let's do it now. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's just get up and do it now. So yeah, that's actually a big thing for us as well. So, so one of the things that I've learned in business and, and with business leaders, and I'm sure we'll talk in two or three mm. years and you guys will have some sort of business, yes. whether together or apart, because yeah. you both have that passion and that drive. But uh, one of the things that I've learned along the route is most business le- leaders, uh, entrepreneurial, um, they think really, really big. So if I, if I have to put that into an idea, um, they, their ideas become balloons. Mm. Okay. Work with me. I'm going somewhere. Um, they become balloons and they've got all these balloons above them and they're like there's an idea there's an idea there's an idea and then there's like 20 30 40 50 balloons however many ideas um are there within the organization they need people underneath them that go that's not going to (laughs) work that's a great idea but as a scientific strategic person that won't be able to be implemented pop that balloon Pop that balloon, pop that balloon until you start finding the nuggets that will work. And I think you guys as a team are doing that. You're finding the nuggets that will work. You guys are implementing it and actioning it. And I'm excited uh, to be promoting it. I think that uh, the entrepreneurial spirit is absolutely phenomenal. And it really is just something to be um, commended. Yeah, I know, for sure. Um, We're going to put all of these details up online. So if you've got a crowdfunding page or if you've got something that people can try and get involved in, I am going to put my stamp of approval on this. I think that people should need to get involved. We need to be um, working with the spirits of entrepreneurs and helping you guys because ultimately you're going to be hiring people mm. to work within your organizations. Yeah. It's job creation. job creation. And I think that's flipping cool. Thank you for being on the show today, guys. Thank you, Thank you very much. Really, really cool. Um, Kerry, I can't believe the hour's gone. Neither can I. Don't know where it went. Uh, I'm not even, not even sure, but I do want to leave our listeners with this and I think it fits in perfectly uh, with you guys. Never stop believing in the wild possibility that is you and your impact. Live in purpose on purpose. I'm going to leave you guys with that. That's the good stuff for this week. Uh, all of the links, all of the details, all of the stories, everything that we've been talking about will go online. Um, I'm actually in Abu Dhabi, so I'm going to speak to you later. Have a good time. Over and out. This is cliffcentral.com.